0: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success, from before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. This week, we're going to talk about a mistake a lot of people make when they're trying to identify a sentence in the passive voice. I had lunch with an old friend last weekend, and we got to talking about passive voice because that's how we roll. And something came up about verbs such as were and was that I think is confusing to a lot of people. I know it was confusing to her, and by the end of the conversation it was confusing to me too. Here's the deal. Many people think any sentence that has a verb like is, was, or were in it is passive voice but that's not true. A passive sentence is when the object of the sentence gets promoted to the subject position. Here's an active sentence. I mailed the letter. I is the subject, is taking the action, and is in the subject position. And the letter is the object, is being acted on, and is in the standard object position. If you flip it around and promote the object, the letter to the subject position before the verb, you get a passive sentence. The letter was mailed by me. Sometimes people miss the point that the sentence must have an object, the receiver of the action, to be able to be phrased in the passive voice. If a sentence doesn't have an object, you can't move the words around to make it passive. In a passive voice sentence, that object, the receiver of the action, the letter in this case, is in the subject position in the sentence. The letter was mailed by me. Sometimes a sentence will leave off the by me part and you'll end up with something like this. The letter was mailed. But notice that the receiver of the action is still in the subject position. If you're trying to figure out whether a sentence is in the passive voice, one trick is to see if you can add by so-and-so to the end. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing flex-path learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills... Then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, A passive voice sentence must have an object. Here's an active sentence with no object. We ran. There's no way to make that passive without adding something. Maybe if you're Yoda and say, run we did, but there's no way to do it in normal English, and even in Yoda English, I wouldn't call it passive. Let's think back to the earlier sentence. A letter was mailed by me. It has the verb was in it, And many people will look at that sentence and say, aha, it's in passive voice because it has was. But the was isn't the reason. It's just a clue. The reason is that the object of the action, the letter, is in the subject position. The word was is just a clue. In fact, here's an active sentence that uses was. I was running. I, the person doing the running, is still in the subject position, just like the active sentence before, we ran. We ran is in the simple past tense, and I was running is in what's called the past continuous tense. Whereas the simple past tense is used to talk about something that happened in the past, the past continuous tense is used to talk about something that happened in the past, but was interrupted. It's more obvious in longer sentences. Here are some examples. We were running when I tripped. We were running when it started to rain. We were running when Bob called on my cell phone. The was in those sentences has nothing to do with active or passive voice. It's what's called a helping verb or an auxiliary verb, and it comes before the main verb in its past participle form, running. The point today isn't to learn about all the verb tenses, though. It's just to make sure you know that when you're trying to figure out if a sentence is in the passive voice, the questions to ask are, is the object in the subject position? And can I add by so-and-so to the end? Not does the sentence have was, were, or is in it. All passive sentences do have a form of the verb to be, such as was, were, or is in them, but not all sentences that have those verbs are passive. That's all. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, and if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries. So you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.